This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. I have attended the immediate aftermath of five suicide bombings on the ground with the bodies. What you witnessed today with your coffee and biscuits is terrible. What these men would have done would have been even more terrible. Never tell a soldier that he does not know the cost of war. You may recognize that voice. That is the voice of the late actor Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was born February 21st, 1946, in Acton, England. He died. January 14th, 2016, in London, England, at the age of 69. You've doubtlessly seen Rickman in any number of films. He starred in many over his career. The earliest one that I remember him in was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, in which he portrayed the Sheriff of Nottingham, infamous. He went on to play other infamous roles, including probably his most well-known one, Severus Snape, in the Harry Potter series. But he was also in a variety of other films, including Dogma and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was in Alice in Wonderland and famously also in Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Man's a very talented actor. Um, He portrayed a number of very challenging roles. And every year, my wife and I like to sit down and watch Love Actually. For as cheesy as it is, Alan Rickman stars in that movie, and granted, he doesn't behave particularly well in it, but it's a movie that we, we hold dear. So Alan Rickman is very familiar in our house. Now, this role that you heard this quote from is one that you may not be familiar with. And I want to explain a little bit why I chose this quote for today. It's a little bit more of a challenging quote. It comes from the movie Eye in the Sky. And if you've never seen Eye in the Sky, it is a modern warfare film. It is about, it depicts the process of military leadership, specifically British military leadership, in trying to determine whether or not to execute a drone strike on a compound in a foreign country that is suspected to house terrorists who are potentially planning to execute a suicide bombing, a mass suicide bombing. And it follows the decision makers as they receive the drone feeds, as they try to collect additional intelligence and track the potential terrorists to this hideaway. And I don't want to ruin the film for you, but this quote comes late in the film after a decision is made. And there is a civilian who had been present in the decision-making, because there were a number of civilians and military leaders that were gathered around a table trying to make the decision on what to do. And the civilian is critical of the military decision, and Alan Rickman plays one of the generals in charge of making the decision. And his response to that criticism is what you hear in today's quote. And part of the reason that I chose it for today is because we are just on the heels of Veterans Day here in America. 
Veterans Day is also very closely coupled with the Marine Corps birthday. The Marine Corps birthday is November 10th, and Veterans Day is November 11th. So they always come as a pair. And every year, we celebrate them one after the other. One is meant for celebration, and the other one is meant for quiet contemplation. I do appreciate as a veteran myself the thanks and the praise that is heaped upon the veteran community, but it often is difficult to know how to respond to that. And if you've ever thanked me for my service, or you've thanked another veteran for their service, and haven't really, and it's felt a little bit awkward, it's because it's a little bit awkward for us. It's a little bit cliche to say we're just doing our job, because we are, but at the same time, it's, it feels wrong not to acknowledge the acknowledgement and be appreciative. So if you find yourself in that situation, just know that it's not because you did anything wrong. It's because we don't necessarily know how to respond to that. I try to say, you're welcome. I have a little pithy joke with my family and friends where I'll say, you know, you're welcome for the warm blanket of freedom that I provide for you. And everybody gets a kick out of that, but it's my awkward way of trying to avoid an awkward situation where I don't quite know how to respond. And I think it's important to acknowledge that one of the things that makes it difficult is that there is a lot of pain and a lot of hardship that's wrapped up in any veteran's career. Doubtlessly, if you know a veteran, they know someone who has been lost, either in combat or potentially to suicide or alcoholism or any of the number of things that tend to afflict the military community, the veteran community, disproportionately. So when you talk to a veteran on Veterans Day and you thank them for their service and you acknowledge the hard work and the sacrifice that they make, we are appreciative. Make no mistake about it. We are extremely appreciative of that thanks. But it's often wrapped in a, in a, a, a dark cloud for some of us. Um, I personally know of a number of service members from multiple different services that have died over the years, some in combat, some to other things. So in that acknowledgement on Veterans Day, when I think about those other veterans that I know that aren't here anymore, who arguably transfer from celebration as veterans to remembrance on Memorial Day, it's difficult. So please just know that as you, as you go forward. And so I chose today's quote specifically because it's a little bit difficult, right? It's a little bit aggressive. It's a little bit assertive. It's maybe a little bit unsettling. If you're hearing this and you yourself are not a veteran, perhaps you hear what Alan Rickman is saying here and you're picturing a, a British general saying this to a civilian and it's a little bit gritty. It's a little bit confrontational. And that's the point, right? I picked this specifically because it's something that challenges us to think a little bit, to remember that aside from the Marine Corps doing toys for tots and participating in parades during Veterans Day and Memorial Day, that there is a very real toll and a very challenging aspect to being a veteran. And I think it's important to note here that I don't say any of this to discount any of the lived experiences or the challenges of other professions. Certainly, and arguably, more frequently, law enforcement and fire deal with greater catastrophes on a regular basis than a lot of veterans ever will. That's just a fact. Simply put, there are a number of veterans out there who have not served in combat. And combat's not a prerequisite to be considered a veteran, right? But there are people who, through fortune or misfortune, depending on your perspective, never saw combat, maybe never left the United States, maybe served on one single base somewhere for the entirety of their relatively short careers. Some people are injured and have to leave the service. 
So not everybody uh, that's a veteran, and it's important to know this as well, experiences post-traumatic stress because some of them didn't experience the types of traumatic stress that lead to that kind of psychological response. And it's important to remember that too. We are not all broken human beings. We are not all tainted and destroyed by our service. So those other professions that suffer challenges on a more regular basis, certainly a firefighter that's called to a horrific car crash or a home that's on fire and the loss of family members may experience as much or more death than any military veteran ever does. So too with police officers and certainly people that work in hospitals, especially emergency care. None of this is to downplay their experiences. I just say all of this because we, the veteran community, are one of the few who actually get a day that acknowledges that. As far as I know, I'm sure there is, but it's not as highly celebrated and it's certainly not a federal holiday, there's no firefighter day off. There's no first responder national, nationally observed holiday. So none of this is meant to take anything away from those or to imbibe a sense of superiority for veterans in any way. Everybody plays a role in the society in which they live. Veterans play a very specific role, but so do those other folks. So all of that to say that Rickman is reminding a civilian here who may have potentially lost a little bit of perspective on the decisions that were made by the military, that none of this comes to us lightly. The profession of arms is one that knows that violence is an extension of what we do. It is certainly not the only thing we do. If you've ever seen a Marine playing basketball or soccer with a small child in a foreign country, you know that violence is not the only thing in the military's arsenal. We do a lot of things. But we also know that when the time for violence comes, violence must be exacted swiftly and in the right measure to elicit the correct result of that last resort action. And we know that, and we take that very seriously. It's part of our charter, and it's part of the expectation of the civilized world for the members of its military. And we train on that as professionals, as any professional does. Whether you need a license or whether you need to attend a certain amount of training or conferences or things like that in your particular field, veterans do as well. We study warfare. We study the application of violence as an extension of national policy by the directives of our civilian leadership to achieve certain political, social, and strategic ends. So we know the cost of what it is that we do, and we understand that we ourselves as individuals may bear some of that cost. And that's what Rickman is saying here. So I'm going to play the quote one more time for you before we close here, because I want you to hear it once more. And remember, this is a fictionalized general explaining to a fictionalized civilian the reasons behind a military decision that that civilian did not necessarily appreciate. Here it is again. I have attended the immediate aftermath of five suicide bombings on the ground with the bodies. What you witnessed today with your coffee and biscuits is terrible. What these men would have done would have been even more terrible. Never tell a soldier that he does not know the cost of war. So 
So as we close today, today may feel a little bit heavier, a little bit darker, a little bit more challenging. But again, we're on the heels of Veterans Day or Armistice Day, depending on where you're celebrating. Or maybe it's just a day for you. But understand that your veteran community stands out there with a lot of shared experiences, some of them violent, some of them not, and that there's a price that we have paid for what it is that we do. And we appreciate your acknowledgement of that sacrifice because a lot of us will bear some of those thoughts and images and actions in our minds forever. So today, as we go forward, consider what your veterans do, what they have done, and what they will do. Because even as a veteran myself, I'm extremely appreciative of those that have done more than I have or ever will do. People who bear an even heavier burden than I do. And I'm grateful for them. And I hope that you are too. And because I don't think I've actually said it on this show, to all the veterans that are out there, everybody who served, is serving, and even to those who eventually will serve and will call themselves veterans, thank you. Thank you for what you've done and what you do in helping to keep me and mine safe. So if you haven't today, find a veteran and give them a bit of thanks. And understand, if we don't respond the way that you think we should, it's not personal. We just don't know what to do. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.